last year, Women's College Hoops got a lot of attention, as we all saw. How yes. was watching March Madness and seeing the hype around women's basketball as you now, you know, are going to progress into that in the next two years? Oh, the whole time you were saying, imagine when we play. Yeah, <laughs> imagine yeah. when we play. That's about to be fire. We're exactly. like, I can't wait to go to college. I can't exactly. wait. We need to go now. Exactly. <laughs> but like, exactly. we actually wanted to go to a college game in person. We have not been in that type of environment where it's been packed. Well, yes, at we a, have. At a college it was, it was like 2019 before COVID. Well, I don't even remember that. What you talking that about? That was in Ohio. You remember? And we was with LaChina Robinson. We took a picture of her. No, okay. No, I Anyways, don't. Anyways, we was in our environment, but not how it is now. <laughs> yeah, definitely got to make the Final Four. When I tell you, it's insane. You got to go as a fan this year, next year, but then y'all got to make it when she gets to college. That's the plan. Oh, my That's gosh. That's the plan. We get into existence. Welcome back to Sometimes I Hoop. I'm your host, Haley Jones. Today, we're bringing you a special episode of the show in collaboration with Overtime Women's Basketball. My two guests today are two high school superstars who are going to be playing in the recently announced Overtime Select League starting in the summer of 2024. Quick humble brag about these two. They signed their first NIL deal at 15 years old. Shout out Puma. Had 14 D1 offers before they even got into high school. And New Jersey State champs. None other than the twin backcourt, Mia and Maya Haldo. How are we? Hi, Hi, Haley. Oh, you flatter me. <laughs> chill, chill. I saw some blushing. I saw some blushing. I'm excited to have you two on. But I mean, um, y'all are tearing it up in high school, gearing up for your junior year at Morris Catholic, trying to repeat as state champs this year. So let's take it back to the roots a little bit. How did you get started in basketball? Who put the ball in your hands? We've been around it our whole lives. Our father played it. Our mom played it. Most of our family played it. And we just fell in love with the game the more we've been around it. I would say it was mostly when our dad, you know, he coached high-level basketball players, Kyle Anderson. He hung out with J.R. Smith. And, and yeah, a lot, a lot, of, lot of studs. And This just keeps you know, on going. Just, <laughs> it just keeps on going. So. We just fell in love with it. You know, when we were younger, we did multiple things like dance, ballet, gymnastics. But the one thing we fell in love with was basketball. Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. That's so similar. I grew up, my parents were high school coaches. So you, you just grew up around the gym. But I think yeah, it's so yeah. important to play all these different sports because you can take different aspects from every sport you play. But, you know, what set basketball apart from the rest? And when did you find out, like, OK, I'm really good. Like, I could really do something with basketball compared to the other sports. I don't um, know. Like I just, I just felt that swag with it. Like yeah, I mean, I the excitement of watching other people playing yeah, made us like it made us excited and, and love it more than other sports. And you know, I feel like our personalities, you it know, is. was always at a high. So yeah. playing the other sports helped us become who the people we are today. I feel like that just helped us a lot become you know better basketball players and you know we just always wanted the ball in our hands so I feel like that helped us. I love that and so you talked about seeing other people's joy and excitement about basketball who were some of those female hoopers that you guys looked up to when you were growing up? Essence Carson for one Um, she's our cousin related to her and Mm -hmm. we watched her play when she was playing for the LA Sparks or uh, New York Liberty especially we also had a team named after her and she was like the head of it our dad coach Essence Carson ECE we called it we looked up to her especially like she's the OG of our fam Mm, I agree 
Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. She's definitely a dog too. Like yeah. watching her who she's a dog. So that's definitely somebody that's really special to look up to. I mean, I have a cousin in my family, Delisha Milton Jones, and she was a dog too. It's so cool having that family tie where like you can ask them for so much advice and relate to them and want to be like them, which which I think is really special to have that role model connection. But high school picking, was that a big thing for you guys or was it always going to be Morris Catholic or did you think about any other schools in your area? We yeah. did. Yeah, we, we definitely we wanted to play basketball in our area, you know, mm-hmm. make it, you know, we wanted to be hometown hero. <laughs> yeah, well, we still are, but <laughs> we just you, yeah. we just wanted that support from our people. But I feel like the situation was just fit better at Morris Catholic. Mm-hmm. So our people still support us over there as well. So we're grateful for that. Oh, I love it. And I mean, we see TBC in the background. So you got to tell me a little bit yes. about that the background story. When did you first start calling yourselves that? Bring us in. It mm-hmm. was really our dad. He had his own, like, his own brand. His own brand. It was uh, DJ Pardo training and development. (laughs) And he had his own brand. And then he's just the mastermind behind it all. He gave us the name Twin Backcourt, you know, because no one could guard us in the backcourt. backcourt, right? (laughs) All over the court. So, you know, it was really his idea of it. And then, you know, we just built from there. Yeah. And it means, like, TBC represents us and our family. And it also represents us like inspiring others to want to be who they are and have the confidence to do whatever they want to do and just follow their dreams. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. (laughs) Thank you. Twin backcourt, obviously unguardable, picking up defense, everything in between. Have you guys ever pulled any twin switch pranks? I know whenever I have to guard twins, it's very confusing (laughs) to be like, who are we guarding? And you can definitely play into that. What's one of the best twin switch pranks that you guys have? Not in basketball. Not in basketball, because people, we definitely play, we definitely have the same, well, we play differently, but Mm -hmm. we just both skilled and all that stuff, but everyone's able to tell us on the court, but off the court, the best thing was probably what, in second grade? No, it wasn't second, it was fourth, 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 and it was her home teacher, she knew which one was which, it was Mm -hmm. my home teacher that didn't, and we... It was like two classes and you switch. So we switched classes and her teacher was like, oh, let's switch and like prank my teacher. And so we pranked it. She didn't even know we like, we yeah. were, we switched but class. Then, but then we had to switch because, you know, we, we do our work differently. Yeah. You know, we have yeah, our own right mindsets of the work. So we was just like, man, let's, we're, we're done with this. Let's do our own work. <laughs> Everybody yeah, in, my, in my class was telling her like, Maya, like, why are you in this class? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, Maya, why are you in this class? You're not it supposed to. Was- Dang, classmates were about to start snitching on y'all. Y'all had to be like, bro, be quiet. What are you doing, bro? You're trying to be slick. (laughs) That's crazy. And so you guys talked about on the court, you have different playing styles, but still similar. What would you say are the key differences between the two of you? Like, what does one bring that the other one doesn't bring? Or those types of things? How do you play it so well together and complement one another while you're on the court together? I'm like more of a floor general. We both can see the floor very well, but I'm a very good passer and I know how to like make plays for my teammates. She does too, but I'm like more of a point guard. You feel me? Gotcha. I also like am very gritty. I'm locked down on defense. I feel like I could guard anyone. Like yeah. no one can't get past me. I'll mm-hmm. say um, I'm more flashier. I be dropping everybody, yeah. you know, doing all these crazy <laughs> stuff, crazy shots. Like that's just what I do. I'm just comfortable in doing that. Yeah. You know, I'm working on getting my defense to the top, but, um, you know, 
this season, I'm definitely going to be locking down on defense. Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll really say that about our game. Gotcha. I'm, it sounds like I'm the complimenting is there. You know, we have the floor general. We got the scoring forward. It sounds like the two of you would be a two-on-two unbeatable is what it sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah. I'm saying, tell these college coaches this, please. <laughs> Please. Not, they know. They, they know. know. But they, it's just sometimes hard to have that confidence when having two small guards. Like we mm-hmm. grab rebounds. We don't act like we five, whatever. We mm-hmm. act like we six foot. But, but like these coaches. But these coaches be like, oh, it's the college level. It's different. We understand like, that. But we got you, coach. Like, come on, now. trust us. Yes. Like we mature. We got, look, we mature. We got it. Like come mm-hmm. on now. I've been convinced. Okay. I never had any doubts, but. For anybody, <laughs> tap in. <laughs> so, who wins the one-on-one battle? What are those battles like? I know there's something crazy. It's rough. It's rough it's on the court. Competitive. It's really uh-huh. competitive, and we both could guard each other. That's yeah. all I can. Anybody in the world cannot guard us except for each other. Yeah, and <laughs> we tell everyone this because she knows my moves, I know her moves, and you know that's how we get better because we you know mm-hmm. do counter moves and learn different ways how to learn your style of basketball and you build from that. So having a twin helps me do that. It depends on what day is good for each other. Like sometimes she'll win, sometimes she'll win. I'll be winning. Like it depends. Like depends on the day. We literally just did a one on one and we posted it on our Instagram too and she won. It was two and one. But that was before my surgery and I'm oh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I'm back, back now. So we can run it back. You feel me? We're gonna run it back soon. I got it. Now you're back. But that's such an advantage to have that your best competition is literally at home with you. Anytime yeah. you can get out there and push each other and whatnot, I think that's so special. And honestly, like y'all competing. And it seems like y'all are also like so supportive of one another. I feel like sometimes there's that sibling battle and it's just not healthy. But I think to have that healthy relationship, yeah. like, sometimes maybe a little toxic. But yeah. <laughs> I you. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we do argue. I mean, we're sisters. Yeah, we, we, we have the same room. We be with each other 24-7. So, yeah. you know, we argue. That's going to happen. But oh, know, yeah. we still love each other yeah. at the end of the day. Always love each other, yeah. AAU has always been that main option for girls basketball in the summertime. So what led you and your family to start your own AAU team? Oh, that was um, a good question. Great question. Well, when we got our NIL deal, we gained mm-hmm. resources that we didn't have before. And so we thought, like, why can't we just take advantage of that and start something new for girls in our area and urban communities and build on that and help them get opportunities or have opportunities that most players don't have? Because mm-hmm. we know a lot of talented girls from these communities that don't have the opportunities that we have and we wanted to give it to them. So that's just the main thing. Also, it would be dope. Like, we always yeah, thought of having our own, like, program. So. Exactly. Yeah. Start our own vibe. Yeah. You know, definitely agree with what she said. Overtime Select Girls Basketball League was announced this week, which will start next summer. What were your thoughts and what drew you to it? Exactly the same thing what Maya said, you know, create our own vibe, our own wave of things and, you know, just bring our energy where it's needed, which is, you know, everywhere. You know, we feel like we, we should spread our energy everywhere around the world, you know. That's, that's the only way we can really help the girls game of basketball and, mm-hmm. you know, girls, women's sports in general. So, yeah. I feel like this is a great opportunity to do that. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's going to bring visibility has already increased so much just with right. the social media presence that women's basketball has and seeing the two of you everywhere. And so for the two of you to be joining this league, I think it's just going to make it even bigger and better. But do you think that the competition here is really going to help you 
get better. We talked about you two being the best competition for yourselves, but what else do you think you're going to gain from this league beyond visibility, maybe skill, competition, all the above? The action is really going to show that we can dominate and we're the best because we say we dominate and we show it, but like when we're with the best all in the same league, it will really show. And I also love that we have other competitors that Mm-hmm. you know are up there with us and we can always compete and push each other to be better you feel mm-hmm. me? so like mm-hmm. yeah That's i definitely agree you know competing in the same event as other high level players as us i feel mm-hmm. like that shows us that we're not just all talk you know we're about that action too so you know <laughs> we want all the smoke and they want all the smoke as well so let's see who make it out let's see who That's the best it. really is for real facts I mean, that's a fact. To be the best, you really got to play the best because you could play anybody from your hometown, anybody from whatever AAU league you're in. But once you start playing the big competition, you're really going to see who the big dogs are amongst the rest of the big dogs. So I'm excited to be there and watch y'all really hoop. I think it'll bring out the best in everyone. But I think it'll also bring out, you know, some people's weaknesses and whatnot. So it's going to be an opportunity for everybody to get better as well, which I'm excited to see firsthand. Curious if there's any other high school players that are going to be at the overtime events that you guys are excited to play against or excited to compete against. We've played against them before. Yeah, played against them. Aaliyah Chavez, you know, mm-hmm. Jazzy Davison, Jenica. Like we played against them. Like Jersey. Yeah, it, it's, but I'm really, I'm really mostly looking forward to girls that to play against in our class. You know, to dominate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially top ten girls. Top ten girls. I want to just dominate, dominate all of them. I love that. Who's the biggest dog? Who's the best? Me. Us. Me. It's like not us. 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 <laughs> also, me, us. <laughs> I love it. And we talked about, you know, the visibility that this is going to bring, but high school girls hoops has been getting a lot more attention recently everywhere across the media, just people talking about it word of mouth. So events like Queen of the Court, NY versus NY, what has the atmosphere been like playing in those types of events? It's outrageous. <laughs> like, outrageous. Like, so like a tingling it's, sensation, it's, but I love it though. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's it's really it's really hard to explain the experience when if you're not really there. It's the type of experience where you have to be in that type of environment to really know how to feel. Mm-hmm. So it's awing. It's like awing, like the audience, the competitiveness, like the trash talk, the mm-hmm. love, you feel me? The support, like all that together just brings it all together and makes it like a wonderful environment to be mm-hmm. a part of. Sure. I'm jealous. I wish I had these types of events when I was in high school. So like <laughs> be able to witness and like watch you guys go through these things. It's surreal because it gives you like, you know, things like a Final Four atmosphere where it's loud. People Fact. are hyped. Yes. You're engaged. Like it's just surreal. And like, you're struggling to find the words. I always struggle to find the words to describe it as well. It's just, you really got to be there to experience it. And so now that you guys are on this big stage and you've grown your platform to these amazing heights, what are you hoping your impact is on the younger generation as you're about to start hooping in this overtime league? Be yourself and step outside the box as well, you know, Mm because a lot of girls are shy and they don't really want to do a lot of things. But once you step out that box, and show like people who you really are and like what you can do. So many doors that open up for you. 
It's mm-hmm. also inspiring for small girls like us because mm-hmm. like a lot of short girls might think like oh i'm too little like i can't really like do as much as a tall girl can but that's not true like and and we're proving them wrong like you know like we just want other kids to like me to have a confidence and just feel inspired to do what they want to do and never downgrade anything you're completely right and i think you guys are setting the standard i mean little guards y'all can hoop and i know me personally as a big guard it is so annoying to have y'all picking me up <laughs> like back up i just feel like every different body type you have your own different type of advantage to use and you're completely right and so you guys are in the age of nil which is amazing and so when it first came out it was different you guys were coming out of middle school so how did you guys have those beginning conversations about what that could mean for you and brand building and all those different things at such a young age. Well, we really didn't understand yeah. it. We were just like, oh, that's cool. Like yeah, we get free clothes. Yeah, like, we get free clothes. Like got the sneakers, but we didn't understand like the concept of it and how important it was and just like all the little stuff. Like we didn't even think we were gonna get as many boxes as we do. Like, mm-hmm. like we get boxes almost every day, every week. And it's actually like stacking up in our living room yeah. you, we don't you have saw, a living room anymore yeah we don't even have a living room like if you see in our if you see in our um episode we even have a mm-hmm. living it's a mess but we just thought it was like oh that's cool like we have a puma deal like it's, yeah I mm-hmm. and i would say it being from puma we were just like ah, at first but then like we did some more research on Puma and, you know, went deeper into the grassroots of it. And once we started getting more of the clothes and shoes, you're just like, yo, this is dope. Like, yeah, this is real official stuff. They have collabs with designer stuff and ball main like. and stuff. And we're just looking like, yo, that opened our eyes to so many things. That, like, you know, don't judge anything if you've mm-hmm. never really, like, wore it before. Because yeah. when we were younger, we grew up in the age, like, we grew up where our kids was wearing Pumas. We'd be like, what are those? Yeah. Now, <laughs> it's like, yo, that junk is dope. Tough. And <laughs> I see so many people wearing Puma now. It's like, I, I feel like it's because of us. Yeah. But, you know, just seeing that, it's just... Like, but wow, then at the same time, that. we just didn't probably look at it or realize it. Like we realized how it's Puma's actually like really big on soccer. I didn't we didn't know yeah. that. So like just seeing other people wear it, if I'm popping up and they see me out, they think I don't know us. So I'm like, ah, it's not because of yeah, us. They would yeah. know us. Exactly. <laughs> it gotta be for soccer or something else. Exactly. So like it, it was an eye opener for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, NIL is, it's very broad. And so it's figuring out where you fit in. And for you guys to sign a deal with Puma at such a young age is literally insane. And like you said, like off bat, you're like, Puma, what? Like, that's crazy. But once you really dive in, and I think that's something to be said about a lot of NIL deals. There could be a company you never heard of. And then they reach out to you and you try their product and you're like, oh, like, this is nice. You can be a part of that rebranding and helping grow their brand and at the same time yourselves, which I think is something to be said. But what has it really meant for you guys to align yourself with such a global brand at such a young age? Like, have you found like things that you want to say through the brand, doing excited for collaborations in the future, whatever it may be? I'll say I'm looking forward to like, you know, making our own shoe. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something I'm really looking forward to. And then once we heard Brianna Stewart sign with Puma, Jackie Young, Sarah mm-hmm. Puma, Mellows with Puma, Skylar Diggins. Diggins. Yeah, they got so a roster. So many people, exactly. So when we heard like all these people started signing, we're like, 
that could really be our older brother yeah, older sister. Sisters. <laughs> but through the brand you know so yeah. i'm like i'm like yo we could really be connecting with them getting in the gym with them yeah. and just, just could open up so many things for us and mm-hmm. you know we were just excited for it yeah thanks I mean, that's quite a roster. And it's like the brands, like you don't really realize how tight knit brands like that are. Like you can really reach out and do this and that. And it's dope. And so moving through the NIL world and everything like that, what's some of the best advice that you've gotten talking about juggling NIL, social media, basketball, school, but also your social life? Because you got to have, you got to have everything. That's a hard question. We just make time for everything. Well, okay. no, no. The best advice was to make time because we weren't as <laughs> consistent with mm-hmm. posting. Um, but we always had our dad on our back and just our on our side and our ears, always telling us, "You have to post. You have to be consistent. That's how you mm-hmm. build your brand. That's how you, you know, uh, have other companies want to sign you and stuff like that." And so we realized, like, he's definitely right about that. Because you know, when you're young, you're always like, "Man, posting a lot is too much. Just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm trying to be cool." but like it was just like we posted too much like old people like, like let that it, was in let our it flow into the social media first yeah. but then we learned like the more you post the more more people gonna see your face yeah so that's one thing and i think that comes with like also understanding what works best for you you know because you never want to burn out and do too much so it's figure out when to say no when to say yes like you're in the power i think that was the biggest adjustment for me was understanding like these people are now like, they're your partners now, right? So you can say no. They're coming to you asking to work with you. You have all the power in the situation, which I think is, it's an adjustment to make, especially you guys are so young and you're about to be like, no, grown people. I'm <laughs> Y'all are here to work with me. Like, this is what I have to say. So I think, you know, it's an adjustment that everybody has to make, but it sounds like you guys have the right support system with your family, the people in your ear. But, you know, looking forward in your career, you guys have countless D1 offers right now, and you've been doing your visits. Are any schools sticking out? And if not, what are kind of your non-negotiables? What are you really looking for in a school that's going to help you make your decision? Okay. Well, we have a couple on the list, but it's not like our final four or anything. Like These are just okay. schools that's interested in us, you know, because we're, still trying, to, we're right still trying to, we're yeah, just trying to spill the beans. Out. Don't say no. <laughs> no, we can say schools. No, don't say nothing. Okay. I don't want nobody. No. Okay. Well, you know, well, what are you looking for in a school? Look, that's what yeah, looking okay. for in a school. All right. So we both want to play. We don't want to sub in for one another. We want to make sure the NIL is top tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you on playing with each other? Like, we, like, you know, so we don't want to sub for one another. We want to, play together like a four out one in or like even like a way out two mm-hmm. one but we're both of us two small guards i got you okay both uh, y'all out there. yeah both of us out there we, we want to go somewhere where it's like nice weather, weather. Mm-hmm. because we dislike the cold but that's not shortening our options or anything you know we're yeah. open to anything you know and we and we want to build trust with the coach mm-hmm. and we want to see who our teammates are you know who, who we're working with obviously the education comes yeah. with it as well but like any college will have a good education exactly yeah. so yeah those are the main thing main things seem like good main things i think very similar to my my non-negotiables with colleges i think a big one is your teammates because insider advice here when you're in school you're gonna spend like 90 percent of your time with those girls so you got to make sure not only 
they're going to compete with you, like you two compete with one another, but also you like them. Like you want to be around them. Like my summer experience was so great because of the teammates that I had and the chemistry that you build. That's what really gets you to go postseason deep runs in March Madness. But I'm going to be keeping my eye on you too. Excited to see where you end up going. (laughs) Talking about atmospheres and whatnot, I heard y'all got to be a game for the WNBA finals. How crazy is the game? That junk was jumping. It was fire. We was in a suite. We was in a suite. We was supposed to be courtside, but it was too packed. It was packed. too packed. It was too packed. Mm-hmm. So, but we was in the suite, chilling. They gave us free food. Mm-hmm. We got mac and cheese, spring rolls. <laughs> but that look. Shout out to um Joel Santana and his twin brother. You know, they yeah. helped us get those tickets. Yeah. You know, that's family. Grew up with them. But um, overall, the game was very competitive. Yeah, but oh, we so definitely sorry. wanted a game five. We were so mad. we yeah. got the last play of the game on our phones. Like we was right there. Like, bro, bro, they better not sell. They better not sell. Like we wanted them to win that game, yeah. just so it could be a a game five. Like, mm-hmm. and Brianna Stewart, our girl, you know, like Jackie Young too. But they just got a championship. Like exactly. Brianna yeah. Stewart's MVP. Feel me? You know, we reached out to her, talked to her one on one. Just wanted her to get that dub. And it's Eastside. Eastside always got win. We was mad. Nah, but we were really excited to have that experience because yeah. we didn't think we were going to go to a final WNBA game because th- we found yeah. that out the day before that we were going to yeah. go. It was kind of like a surprise. Yes. And we didn't even it was know. Just, it was yeah. the best surprise by far this year. We had to get our hair done, nails done. Exactly. Done. We got ready. Exactly. We just posted on our Instagram too <laughs> with our fits. Look, y'all had to be right. Y'all had to be right for that. Exactly. But I mean, you've talked about, you know, they just won one last year. Y'all just won a state chip last year. And I'm sure you want another one this season. So watching that game, what do you think is going to be the hardest part about y'all going back to back this year? Nobody in the state can hold this. I just, just nobody not, in the state could hold us. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, really. Literally nothing. I mean, like, we humble, you know? Yeah, yeah, stay, yeah. You also confident. It's, you're confident. Never arrogant. Always confident. Exactly. exactly. Like, we just trusted in our team. Like yeah. Our team too, this year, too tough. Too tough. Like, we we're, we're probably be- we're, we're better than last year. So, mm-hmm. that, gave, that gave us the extra confidence, yeah. boost, you know? Like, we going to be good this year, but we got to stay locked in. Yeah, I saw Okay, so I'm expecting another state chip with no problems is what I'm hearing because y'all said ain't nothing going to make it harder. Understood. Good. We're going to head into our last section here, which is going to be rapid fire questions called the vibe check. So here we go. First question, and one or three pointer? And one. And one, yeah. I was supposed to say two. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah, and one, and one. Okay, what's our favorite Puma sneaker? Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. What's your go-to trash talk line? My new one this season gonna be Step Up. Turn job. Oh, oh, I like oh, that. And in one of my mixtapes, I say, um, "Can't guard me." That's all I say. Oh, a classic. A classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta do that. What's the best sports celebration? Like when you hit a big shot, what's your go-to celly? Me and Mia got a celly with each other. Yeah. Y'all gonna have to stay tuned for that though. Okay, I'm lo- I'm locked in. See me personally, I'm more of just a yeller. I'm gonna just scream. I'm <laughs> Flexing, even though I just got low. I'm, I'm working on the on the gun show right now. I'm working on this, but I, I'm gonna give it to you. What's your favorite TikTok sound? Right now is um party next door resentment. That's a good. Just the light skin videos, you know. I really don't know. It's a lot of dancing ones, but I can't think. 
That's okay. The light, the light skin did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's really light skin. Really. Oh my god. Um, okay. Who's your favorite TikTok creator? Me personally, I love Monet McMichael. That I love her. I oh, she, me that's too. what I was trying to figure out her name. Yes. Oh, yes. I love her too. I love her too. Paris content. My gosh, I'm locked yes. in. Yes. Her. Oh, that. That's definitely. Oh, okay. what about um Tatiana? Oh yeah, Tatiana. What's her last name? I forgot. I don't know, but she, her boyfriend is the dunker. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. She's so okay. funny. Yeah, she yeah. is funny. Is funny. I'm up with all her content too. Okay, who's your women's basketball goat? Diana Taurasi. Oh yeah, mine's Diana Taurasi. Oh, DT. Oh, okay, yes. that's a good one. Mine's Maya Moore, but like DT is also very oh, respected. Oh, Maya Moore, that's a good one. Okay, and then our last rapid fire question is: What's your biggest basketball ick? Um, when my teammate or any teammate will pass the ball. And like turn it over when your teammates right there, like mm-hmm. you're passing it, like I'm right here. When oh, they try to do the most, you feel me? They pass, they turn it over, and it's like, boy, I'm right here, like. I say right. when um a big smokes my my dime pass, mm-hmm. or anybody smokes my yeah. dime pass. Smoking dimes is just ugh. Like, come on now, it's outrageous. Mm-hmm. Come on, I won't pass the ball anymore. That's fine. I'm with you. <laughs> Those are both really good ones. Mine is I have a new one every day, but. When people trash talk and they got nothing to back it up, like <laughs> you over here trash talking, you just got in. Like what? I've been out here killing you all game. Why are you trying to talk to me right now? Like all I can do is laugh. So that's mine. Well, this has been nothing but a pleasure. I'm so excited to meet you guys and hang out with you in person at these overtime events. But thank you for coming on, Mia and Maya. I'm a big fan. And like we said, shout out to the college coaches. They play bigger than they are. In the head, six five. So come on now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she win it. So <laughs> it. But thank you everybody for listening to this episode of Sometimes I Hope. You two have been amazing. Thank, thank you, you for Hailey. having us. Thank you. The Players Tribune.com.